0: Get ready for the world's greatest, greatest Arsenal podcast. podcast. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to another podcast, podcast. from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the, Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, my name is Fergus, I'm your host from Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Today we're going to discuss the upcoming Manchester City game, if I can say my words, uh, and see about, about our push up the table. We reflect back on our league win uh, over Leeds and our Europa League draw against Benfica in Rome. I am joined by Dan Potts, uh, I'm joined by Big Steve, and I'm joined by a hell's angel known as Gunnar Hilsey. Boys, how are we doing?
2: Dan, I'll start with you. I'm all good, thanks, mate. I just like the uh, picture that Big Steve's just put in the group. It makes me <laughs> laugh. Um, yeah, I'm all good, man. I'm really good. Big Steve, how are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird at the moment. I don't really I watch football, play games, and do nothing. So life's a bit life's a bit strange. But I'm I'm glad to be back on and talking to the Arsenal, you boys.
1: Brilliant. And Trev, I thought you said the beard was gone. 4-0. Is it, it, it did you start doing it at 4 0 and then stopped when it went to 4 2 against Leeds? Is that is that what happened?
0: Yeah. of. So, um, good afternoon, Fergus. Good afternoon, Daniel. Good afternoon, Stephen. i I'm just about managing to talk to you boys because you know, before we came on air, everybody they were giving the old man a break today. But uh, <laughs> never mind, I'm going to let it go. On this one occasion, I'm, I'm not going to call me Hells Angels mates to beat them all up. I'm going to let it go. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Fergus. I'm actually looking forward to today's game. I'm not scared of Man City at the moment. I'm not expecting us to win, but I'm not scared of it like I've been in previous years. So I'm looking forward to today's game. Not so much looking forward to having to talk to you lot for an hour, but I'll suffer it. I'll tell you
1: what what we're going to do to placate you is we're going to look back over um, the Benfica game and briefly over the Leeds game and then get into this Man City game and our reservations, fears, expectations... Whatever it may be, because uh, I know we we're, we're all on different levels. Um, Arsenal have improved over recent weeks; uh, both performances and results have improved. But since a very inconsistent start of the season, the Europa League is probably represents the most realistic route back into the Champions League for Arsenal. I think we discussed this before. Dan played in the um, Olympic Stadium in Rome uh, because of COVID. Um, the Arsenal were the better side in the first half, but they failed to fail to. Um, make the most of their chances, and we end up going falling behind with a PZ uh, penalty um, caused by VAR. Now, that was one thing I wanted to discuss, uh, discuss um, and uh, we will go into it in a little bit more detail. We were lucky enough to C- uh, Cedric Suarez uh, t- uh, made a low cross for Saka to equalise, and overall, it was a bit of a dull game. We watched it on Zoom together, uh, down with some other friends. Which, that was actually more exciting. I was feeling like dog shit. And that was actually more exciting than than the the actual game itself. Mm. Um, Dan, what did you make of the game, um, aside from the VAR side of things?
2: I was quite surprised to see the same team, if I'm honest. Um, I thought he might have rotated a little bit, but he stuck with it. um, And I think we were... uh expecting to see a similar performance against Leeds, but the opposition are nothing like Leeds. <laughs> um, they went free at the back. I was expecting them to go 4-4-2, if I'm honest with you, but they went free at the back, and um, I thought it was a dead game. I really did. I thought it was really... I was trying to match this in the eyelids uh, situation at one <laughs> stage. Christ, it was really boring, wasn't it? And like you say, Zoom was the best part of the night, to be honest, if you're having a laugh at the boys. But um, great goal from Saka to get us back into the game. Very harsh penalty, in my opinion. But that was about it for the most uh, most of the uh, ch- uh, the um, game. In in my opinion, I think that it's just frustrating that we should be three or four one ahead now, and um, we've had two or three opportunities missed by Aubameyang, who was on fire against Leeds and uh, fluffed his chances. I think if that was Ian Wright or Nicolas Anelka or Thierry Henry. We could be comfortably going into this game playing a stronger side. But now we have to have one eye on Thursday because we fluffed our chances yet again. And that's the most frustrating part for me from the game, Fergus, to be honest.
1: Steve, what did you make of the game? Um, you know, uh, Trulls in the comments says, you know, I know we said it's probably our best route to the Champions League. But Trulls says the this, this, this season is so unreal at the minute. Top four still on?
3: It's... Right, it, it's mathematically possible, yes. I didn't ask me but that, that one, Dan.
2: Because I knew what the answer
3: <laughs> It's it, honestly, I I can't see top four happening. Um, you know, we have so we have negative, Steve. So negative, so <laughs> negative, Steve. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's 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 unlikely simply because the teams above us, you know, Everton, uh, you know, pulling out a win against Liverpool, which means Liverpool are probably going to you know try and bounce back from this, and then they're going to get more points than Chelsea. Somehow we're still sitting in fifth. West Ham are, are, are winning games. Leicester are winning games. It's, it's going to be tough for us to get for top four. It's it's, it's possible, yes. Um, so this is probably our most realistic chance of getting through to the uh, Champions League. I thought the game was, was quite boring. Um, it's boring because we didn't take our chances, you know, and there were there were opportunities where players were were missing runs, you know, a player was making a great run and and it just wasn't wasn't happening. And then, you know, substitutes came on. And I will I will mention him. I will mention William. When William came on when we we're trying to win a game, it does not make any sense. That guy jogs so far behind the play, has no urgency in the game, doesn't want to play a pass, doesn't want to make a run. Uh, you know it, it, it it's just it just doesn't make any sense so had Aubameyang taken his chances and and there was a few other chances went begging we would be looking at 3-1 for one easy you know easy ride on Thursday night but um you know it went the way it did and we then you know we focus on today see what we can we can get and go again on Thursday I guess so
1: Trev, Arsenal yeah. progressed uh, from 13 of the previous knockout ties in your way for competitions when they're either drawing or winning the first leg away from home. Uh, one of the elimin- eliminations you were at last season, which was Olympiacos, uh, but also uh, Mike and Galvez in in here remembers one that we we talked about in the ch- in the chat. Sorry, uh, jumped along. Uh, oh, where's it gone? Hang on, one second. Um,
0: Fergus, if you keep picking these, just... these bloody captions up so quickly, you're gonna give me an epileptic fit, son. <laughs> I tell you. Uh, now, it, what a, Trev,
1: you wanna sit at this end of the screen. All these start rolling in and you see one and you go, I'm gonna pick that one and Dan, you'll know what it's like. Uh, and then it just it's you crazy. go and pick it in about five or six <laughs> jumps along. So Mike all says, Same same coming. Go
2: on. Go on, Fergus, go on.
1: Same outcome in the second leg of 91. Benfica went through an extra time. Um, I th- what did you make of the game? What do you think of the outcome uh, will be? Um, when is it? Next week, I think, or the week after
0: Thursday? Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't quite as down about a performance as, as the performance as you boys were. I, I thought that at times I enjoyed watching us play football. I enjoyed watching us move the ball. I enjoyed watching us transition the ball. I thought the two players had a bad game. I thought that Albert had lost it again, much like Danger said. He went from top of his form at least to back where he has been recently, which which was worrying, to say the least. And I thought that even though our transition was good, I thought that Xhaka had a very poor game. I thought Xhaka could have, which was quite negative with his passing, didn't look for the forward ball as quickly as he could have done. So apart from them two, I wasn't too upset with the way we played because... Because we should, and we could have won a game. But what you boys have mentioned about drawing the first leg when we should have won it, I'm not going to be surprised if he doesn't come back and bite us, Fergus, because he's done it too many times, haven't it? As Mike mm. just said about Benfica, the, the, the Europa League semi-final two or three seasons ago when we should have absolutely battered Atletico at the Emirates and we ended up drawing 1-1. And we got beat 1-0 out there when Koscielny got his bad injury early on. So it is a bit worrying, not, not not making the most of 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 being a better side in the first league. But let's just hope we can be. As I say, Xhaka I had a poor game against um, Benfica. And I thought our Blaubel lost his scoring boots. But I I just did you see what we've done there, though, Fergus? Did you see what I did and what Dan did and what Steve did and what you did, my friend? We had four we've different players. Yeah, well, you Do you, you know what we've all had a little pop at a player there? I've just had a pop at Zaka uh, at and, and Al Boran, and Dan had a pop at a player, and Dave had a pop at William. But we didn't wish him any harm, did we? We didn't no. want him to fall down <laughs> yeah. dead at the next breath. We didn't want. We didn't yeah. mention race or religion or creed. We did what we should do on social media, and we talked about football, right? And we're all entitled to our views on the players and that's what we've all just done. But we've done it in a manner, which is the reason I come on this podcast, because we do it sensibly and we do it reasonably, run over.
1: Um, one of the questions that came up from Mem in our WhatsApp group um, this morning, well, he, he was talking to me yesterday on the phone about it and he, he was going to join us today, but life and stuff gets in the way. It was about that uh, Smith-Roll penalty um, and Smith Rowe, from what I saw, uh, I thought the ball. <laughs> I was, I was watching on the BT app casting from my phone, so I was about a minute and a half behind everybody else. So I was, I was, I was able to pre warn myself what's coming up when everyone's moaning and bitching about the the penalty. So I watched it, and what I saw is the ball came off his stomach or his side and come up and hit his arm somewhere around here, and. I thought, first of all, if the ball came off your own body and hit your arm, it didn't count. I also thought that uh, if it hit you above the T-shirt line or on the T-shirt line or whatever, uh, it didn't count. VAR should pick that up. Um, Dan, I want to discuss uh, what you, your uh, opinion of the handball rule, VAR, and the way VAR was used in this scenario.
2: I've been saying it for ages, mate. The VAR stands for very awful refereeing because that's what it is. It is not the VAR that's the problem. The VAR is a replay in a computer system which works unless it gets stuck and can't press play. So VAR is not the issue. It's the rules and the bad officiating, which has always been the problem. And the handball rule, which no one quite understands, and the fact that you're, you know, you're, you're a, a Nats Willy off, offside and, and that's going to count and, and be players offside, we're seeing it every week now and it's just getting frustrating. And the thing that's frustrating me more than anything is not the fact of the rules being crap, it's the inconsistency. And I don't think that the FA in, the, in uh, England are doing enough, in my opinion, to actually help the referees uh, and in some ways protect them. Because we obviously saw Mike Dean getting the abuse that he received online, which I, I think is crazy um, the other week, as much as I don't think he's a particularly good referee. Um, I do look at the situation and think that more can be done. I looked at the I didn't watch the Liverpool game midweek. Um, but I was told because I watched PSG Barca, but apparently there was a situation or two in the Liverpool game and VAR was really good and the referee was superb and he came over. It took 30 seconds and he went done yet. Exactly what what I thought. The ball was out of play. It don't count and it was done. So then you can sit there and point the finger and say that perhaps it's the English referees that are absolutely dreadful in the English league. But then you look at the situation on Thursday night and I still don't know what's going on. So, I think the rules are terrible. I think the officials are clueless as to what is and is not a penalty, what is and is not supposed to be a handball, and what is and is not supposed to be a red card. Because you can't tell me that the Bednarek situation and the David Luiz situation is the same. You can't tell me that Trent alexander Arnold yesterday does not deserve to be sent off after doing more than what David Luiz did against Wolves. And you can't tell me that what Smith-Rowe did is an absolutely outrageous thing to be given away a deliberate handball. And I'm sure that everything had to be clear and obvious and everything had to be a blatant hands-up-here situation. And I just don't see enough of that consistency, Fergus. So I'm confused, everyone's confused, and clearly the officials are confused as well because they're getting it wrong every other week. Trevor,
1: voice of reason?
2: Stop looking at no, Donna that
0: I, way. Donna! Uh, oh.
2: He's... He's just. He's, he's <laughs> <off>. <laughs> That's what Treff thought of it. <laughs> Steve,
1: what what did you think, mate?
3: Yeah, um, it you know you've seen them given, you've seen them not given, you know, and and we've we've had the rub of the green with situations like that before where you've gone always oh, at a pen, and you know when when there's been a handball or a questionable handball. So the handball thing, I think, is a lot more. There's a lot more of a grey area than other situations. Last night, you know, Dan touched on it and touched on the the referees in Europe sort of just going over the screen, looking, and then deciding. Last night that happened. A lot of people were questioning, um, questioning why did he, you know, not take enough time to look at the screen, and um, I think it was a. Uh, Oh, Amanda from Hyper Squad put out a tweet saying, you know, how comes he's he's looked at the screen and then walked straight away? And and I see that as the referee's gone over to the screen because VAR's in his ear saying, No, this ain't a pet, you know, this ain't a penalty. trying to give Liverpool a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a hand up. He's gone over the screen, he's seen exactly what he's seen with his own eyes. He's gone, no penalty. But why isn't VAR saying, Hold on, no, that's a red card, because he's not tried to play the ball. He's played the man, and he did play the man. His leg, his leg came out once. lewin had already stumbled um what where is this consistency and 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 as dan said you've got players you know referees in europe stick with their own decision as soon as they've seen the same thing on the screen over here you you know last night's the first first time i've ever seen that from a referee go over to the screen and go you know what actually no i'm sticking with my decision it's the first time i've seen it and and the fact that var's been in for so long and that's the first time it's happened it's disgusting
1: it's not the first time it's happened. It's the first time you've probably seen it. It has happened a few times, but it doesn't happen enough, uh, I would agree. Mm. Okay. Um, Trev, before before Donna tripped over the, uh, the, the broadband cable, um, <laughs> what did you think? And more importantly, along with Mem's question, where he went into it, does a cross, which that was, does, does that constitute a goal-scoring opportunity? And if it was uh, an accidental handball to cause a penalty with VAR. Surely maybe an indirect free kick would have been the option, which you don't see given so much. Mind out, she's walking behind you again.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. It wasn't Donna's fault in all honesty. I don't know what happened there to my bloody... I just dropped off completely. I was just about to agree with what Dan was saying about um, about the Smith-Roe thing. This, that, I don't know why the handball rule needed changing in the first place it was quite clear for a referee to make a decision off his own back. All he had to judge was, was it deliberate or was it not deliberate? And it's quite an easy one to do. You had to get the odd one wrong, but we can handle that because the referees are human. Why they had to bring all this definition into the handball rule and change it, I do not know. And I saw Mem's question earlier. Mem's exactly right, you know. Mem's, Mem's exactly right. There is a difference between a cross and a shot at goal. An absolute difference there is. And... But the trouble is, you see, the rule is just can be interpreted in like 20 different ways. Each rule they've brought out now about is it stopping a goal scoring opportunity? Was the tackler going for the ball? Was he trying to make a tackle or was he trying to block the ball? Was it they, they, the referees have got no chance? And, and I'm with Dan. Not only have the referees got no chance, they're not very good. And the referees that are not very good are overseen by their mates who are managed by their ex-mates who are led by one of the most twisted biased referees that ever set foot on a field so we've got no chance we've got no chance VAR does work Dan is right but if it's like it is now at the end of this season they want to say get rid of VAR get rid of all these all these rules that can be interpreted 20 or 30 different ways take it back three or four years because we know it wasn't perfect it was far from perfect but it wasn't as bad
3: better.
1: as it is now with all this technology. Mm-hmm. Dan, um, the one thing that you might have watched, because I know I won't have watched, uh, somebody asked in there, Raoul asks, thoughts on Marcel uh, Levenage, Montpellier. Do you know anything about that? Because I know you watch a
2: lot more football Ooh. than I do. No, I don't. This is, a, this is someone I don't know. Steve might know, though.
3: Is Steve's that, pretty good. Is it the centre-back? Let me have a look. If it's the centre-back Marcel um
1: oh no sorry he's he's on about um uh, transfers we'll we'll do that another time mate um uh, keep that for a show um uh, another time this is more looking back at a couple of the games and a preview going forward but thank you very much for joining
3: can't can't even see anything it's <laughs> in a place
1: um the leeds game was uh, was our last league game uh, It was a 4-2 win um the last time arsenal scored four goals at the emirates uh, was a 4-0 win over um Norwich last season. Um, Pierre, uh, Pierre Aubameyang scored his 199th 200 and oh. 200 goal Aubameyang, you, <laughs> don't make me do it. 201st <laughs> goal. Trev, you... Aubameyang. What... What what did you make of the game? It was a really positive performance. Obviously not good enough because we let in two goals and left half your beard on.
0: Yeah, look, look, we went 4-0 up and I started doing the sides. Unfortunately, Leeds banged one in, so I left the chinny bit on. Look, right, I knew when we went 4-0 up that Leeds wouldn't lay down. I knew they wouldn't lay down. And then when he made the substitutions and brought Willian on, you know you're you're bringing your second-best players on and he's holding out for the win, which is what we did which is what we did. So I, I, I thought we played all right. And, and once again, it's the same two players. What are we going to do if Saka gets injured? Because the boy is already magnificent and he's still improving game by game. His confidence and his awareness and his skills on the ball, are just they just make me want to watch football again. And all you boys know where I was a few weeks ago when it came to watching football, I couldn't give a toss if I never watched another game. And then you've got Smith-Rowe coming up behind him. Once again, he's maybe a season behind him, but growing and growing in confidence, yeah? Every game. And he has to be substituted Smith-Rowe after 60, 70 minutes because he runs himself into the ground, doesn't he? He absolutely plays for the badge on the shirt. And that's all we've ever asked. And that's all I ask. And and I'm over the moon with it. And that is why I'm not worried about today's game. Don't worry, I'm not coming. On to today's game early, Fergus. But that is what I'm not worried about today's game because I know that if he starts with those youngsters, if we get beaten, whatever, I know that they're gonna give everything for the cause. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything for the cause. And that's all I ask, mate. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised that Lee banged a goal or two in because they're that kind of side, and, and we bought our, our reserves on for want of a better term. But we built a 4 0 lead, we looked okay. I thought Leno played well before you start, Fergus, and um, yeah, I, I'm not complaining about it, not at all.
1: Mind well, you, you talk about you talk about referees. I oh, sorry, uh, goalkeepers. Uh, we're in the in the <laughs> WhatsApp group earlier, myself and Dan and, and, and some of the others were having a chat about Emmy uh, Martinez. Um, he had a bit of he's having a bit of a howler for Villa, uh, and then the reason why the red and white Polish beer is in honor of um, Fabianski. <laughs> who uh, was on a victorious side against um, against uh, Tottenham today. So he deserves some congratulations on there. Dan, what did you make of the game? Bamiang had his uh, shooting boots on. He got a hat-trick. We hoped he would have been on better form then for Thursday, which he got his chances but didn't uh, t- uh, take them. Bellerin also um, got a goal as well. A um, bit nervy when we went to... <laughs> if if that was 3-1, I think we would have been a lot more nervous. And even at 4-2, we're starting to think, oh, dear.
2: Yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Because it's disappointing, really, because on Thursday night, I wanted Aubameyang to carry on. When I saw him starting, I was quite happy um, because he looked like the older Aubameyang, you know, not just on the pitch, but mentally he looked happier. He looked like he was really enjoying his football. And then I was really open that he could continue that on Thursday night. But when we went to 4-2, all I could think about was Newcastle in 2010. And I really started (laughs) to worry, you know, and I thought, this is going to get silly because Leeds have got the ability to do that. Leeds are a team that do not stop running. They're a great, great side. And uh, luckily, we did manage to hold on there. But I was really impressed with a couple of players. But I do have to mention, um, I do have to mention Saka, because the con- the consistency of this guy now is starting to become unreal. I look at it, and it's a typical Saka performance. And people forget how young this kid is. He's nineteen years old. He's been so so good for us this season. By far, best player. And then I look at that and people say, oh, Saka had a good game. And I don't ever go, oh, yeah, he was all right today, wasn't he? Because he's always good, you know? He is always so, so good now. And Smith-Rowe, I agree with Trev, he will always give you 110% for The other player that I was really impressed with against Leeds was um, Martin Erdegaard because I thought that what I saw with him was actually quite similar to Smith-Rowe. They look quite similar on the pitch as well from a distance, Mm. but his left foot is very, very good. He looks creative. He's always looking for a pass. He's always trying to go forward. He has some vision. He has some creativity. And I think that he could actually be a really good find for us. I really do. So it was exciting in the last third of the pitch for the first time all season, in my opinion. And although I saw some interesting stuff in the first half against Wolves the other week, the result was crap. So for me, this was by far the best game this season. And I think that when you look at what team he put out there, it was a bit of a... Mm, how is this going to work? But actually, it was perfect for those players on the pitch and I thought that the manager got it right um, because Leeds come at you and Leeds will have a go and that's what we needed. So I think when you look at it, there are only a couple of negatives for me and that's that that Willian keeps playing ahead of Martinelli and this manager does not rate this kid and I don't get why. So that's my only uh, negative, really. The rest of it was positive. Um, And I think that if we play as free as we did today then we'll be in trouble. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, uh, in today's game when we chat about that soon.
1: Um, Steve, wrap up on this one because we're, the team news is going to be out soon. Um, Leeds uh, had a very close call for a penalty. Um, I don't think, I can't remember if it went to VAR or not. I don't think it did go to VAR, but um, I've seen them given. And what did you make of Sabias's, um performance?
3: Yeah, I... So Bios is, uh, you know, I think I'm in the same camp as you that I've not really, I've not really rated him. I've not seen enough consistently from Biles. Um, and now, you know, now the question's going about that we can get him for 22 million and everything else. Oh, I think if he, if he can play, like he's been playing recently and like we've seen him play at times in the past. I think, I think he's, he's worth getting. And, um, the last couple of games have shown shown that he he's not afraid to put. A check. I've said this before. He's tenacious. He's he's got a bit of grit to him. He can play a pass. He likes to try and move the ball. Um, maybe not quick enough on Thursday, despite him having a good game. But against Leeds, he likes to play the ball. He likes to get stuck in. He's you know he's constantly looking for another player. He doesn't want to just play an easy pass backwards or an easy place easy pass sideways. Um, so I I. I um is growing on me i do think he's had two good games on the bounce he has now got to keep that up it'd be interesting to see him partnered with thomas Partey because we've all said about how thomas Partey brings the best out in jacka and True. in the last two games sabas has been better than jacka and sabas on the ball and on a technical level is probably better than jacka you, you know or it's pretty much a given better than jacka um so it'd be interesting to see him next to Partey, and and yeah you know 22 million in today's market is a 10 million four or five years ago so we talk about how much we paid for on any and what a bargain that uh, you know could have been or, or was in terms of what he's sometimes given us um i think Zabios could be in that same category and um yeah i think it's been good martinelli i don't know why he's not getting the minutes mm. as dan has said um but yeah, I, I you know I was disappointed to not see Abamyang continue the form because he was fantastic against Leeds, um, and that interchangeability within with with Saka, Erdegaard and Smith Rowe is is brilliant because we, you know we've talked about it in the in the past before having those three players behind the striker that can change at any moment. We're we're seeing it. We've seen it the last couple of games with with those three youngsters, and and yeah, he's no, he he, looking he, he, good. I, I hope we can.
1: It, it is uh, just as a matter of fact uh, on that game, Yang is only the third player to score a hat trick on Valentine's Day. Matt here for Liverpool in against uh, Liverpool in '94. And Michael Owen uh, in against Sheffield Wednesday in 98. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'll be keeping you up, Trev. We probably,
3: C- probably celebrated too much and that's why he was off ball on Thursday.
1: <laughs> Man City, Arsenal have no injury concerns arising from the Europa League draw in Benfica on Thursday. Kieran Tierney should uh, return um, after a month-long injury as a substitute during the game um but party remains a fitness doubt Manchester City uh top scorer Gundogan uh has returned to training after missing uh after the Everton game and Nathan Ake is their only other absentee I think it's a good thing Dan that Mm. Gundogan uh could be missing because he scored I think 12 of their goals he's one of the top goal scorers in the league
2: player of the season for me mate not just for Man City Mm. player of the season uh in the Premier League and um Listen today. That's why I'm getting on it early because I'm not expecting anything amazing today. And, and uh, Thursday, Thursday for me is the most important one. So I hope we don't play a very strong side. Um, if I'm honest with you, I'll be happy to see players that you know I, I wouldn't be wanting to see on Thursday because that means I won't be seeing them on Thursday night, which is the one we need to win. You know, if you said to me do you want to go out against Benfica or beat Man City, you know, <laughs> of course we want to be making sure that we get yeah, through well, against I'm, Benfica.
1: I'm, I'm, on that. Do, do you think we have the strength and depth in this squad to get all the way to Gdansk um, and win the Europa League? I think that's a, a far out chance as us getting top four. So I, I think we've got to focus on both really heavily.
2: I don't think we're going to do either as well. <laughs> However, if you said to me, are we more likely to win in a cup competition or be consistent in the league? I'd take the cup all day. And we've proven why, because last season we won the FA Cup. And I never would have said that. Christ, I definitely wouldn't have said we'd beaten Chelsea and Man City. I was going mental when the draws were coming. I was like, oh, Man City, that's us out in the semi-finals, then. And we turned it around. So I think this, this team can get up four games. And we've seen it turning over Manchester United this season, turning over Chelsea this season. Let's see that if we can do that in Europe, because I don't actually feel that the Teams left in the Europa League are as great as everyone's talking about. Everyone yeah. seems to think that it's absolutely horrendous that we've got Benfica. Well, they didn't look outstanding. Um, and we've still got Villarreal and there's still AC Milan and Napoli. And, you know, I'd say that AC Milan are probably the best team currently in the Europa League out of one form. I don't think Manchester United You've have been anything been to be of- feared of.
1: You've got a lot of English sides that are in there as well, which you've got to worry yeah,
2: about. Yeah, you, Do you worry about them? I don't worry about Spurs after what I've just seen. I don't look at no. Manchester United or Leicester and think, wow, absolutely no chance, like four or five nil for them. I think we've got a chance, but I don't f- see that we're going to be able to put 10 games in a row in the league to go for top four, because that's what we need. I think Manchester United lost eight games last season and come third and Chelsea lost 12. If we lose today, that's 11 losses, isn't it, already? So we ain't going to get top four.
1: And what, what is your thoughts on today then? Because like we're, we're, we're unbeaten in six games at home, winning winning three and drawing uh, three. Um, you, what's your thoughts on today's game? Because the team news will be out I any think, second.
2: I think it's going to be extremely difficult. We're going to have to try and play the way that we did in the FA Cup semi-final if we want to take three points. I don't think we can play them at their own game because we'll get beaten about maybe f- three or four nil. Um, I do think they're that good. I really do. Even without KDB and De Bruyne, uh KDB news is out. KDB and Aguero. Um so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say that we are gonna lose this, but I would take a, a, a slim loss right now, if I'm honest with you.
3: Hey, team news is out. Team news is out. So we have oh, Tierney.
1: No For Leno, Bellerin, holding, Mari, Tierney, sorry, El Neni, Shaka, El Nenny. Uh Saka, Bodegaard. Pepe and Abameyang. Uh Trev, uh, what do you make of that? Oh, Trev Every <laughs> time I go, Steve goes. Steve, uh, it was-
2: a strong team. That is strong team.
3: Um, yeah, it is a strong team. I, I like that. I like the fact that Mary's back. I, I was thinking, I wonder whether he's going to come back in. Um,
2: it's cuz we've got the like money now that. steve to so we can yeah, afford the £1
3: yeah. million pound i was i was thinking this earlier on you know we we talk about william these these couple of rumours obviously the marry the marry 1 million pound thing and the william clause has he got to play a minimum amount of games you because they keep on it keeps happening you you question whether it's real um but yeah Xhaka and elneny um i, I can only imagine that El elneny's in there because has kai kai says that has that mid- midfield ever worked um no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, El Nenny's El Nenny's going to run hard. El Nenny's going to try and sweep up at the back. We know that. Um, uh, so and and I think he's he's defensively better than Sabyas. So so that kind of makes sense. Um, Pepe back in. I like that. I like that he's going to hopefully run it run at a few players um Smith Rowe yeah he needs a rest there's no point risking Smith Rowe I would have even had had Martinelli or Lacazette and and given rest but um no I'm 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 happy with that and and I think the fact that you say you make the point Fergus about um getting all the way to the to the Europa League final is about as realistic as getting top 4 there's yeah there's something in that and I and I think you can't I don't think at this stage you can completely change a team against C because if there is a chance that we can get three points here, then I think you, you still have to take that in, in, into regard. I I don't think we will. Um, I would love us to, I can only see us getting a draw, but if there is that chance, you still have got a, you still got to go for it. So don't sabotage it completely, you know, we, and we saw that at Southampton, unfortunately. And I strength. think now,
1: Trev, you disappeared again just as I asked you a question. What are you making of that side?
0: Oh, boys, I'm sorry. If I drop again, I'm going to give up on it. Yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised at the change in the centre defence again because, as an old man, the way I see things is that you need the consistency in the centre defence. You need people playing together every week. <laughs> you know what I've done now.
3: No.
1: Nothing. Nothing.
0: Nothing. And I've not seen the rest of the two because it's just off the screen, <laughs> There you
2: like, go. I'm
0: having enough troubles as it is with that you been doing this to me. Well <laughs> you, massive changes, is it? Massive changes, really. Right, oh, actually, I can see it now. Uh, I didn't expect to see El Um I expected the ESR uh, to be rested, and the only I'm, I'm just shocked with the centre defence holding a Maori. I just can't believe that it keeps changing it. He shouldn't keep changing it. It's when you build partnerships in the centre defence is key. So I've, I've got no problem with that side apart from centre back. So I've got no problem with that centre back. As a matter of fact, I think in my view that's probably a, of a partnership. But it's it's you it should keep changing. Oh, we'll only win 4 0 now.
1: <laughs> At least you got your goal, predi- your, your score prediction in before your, your phone line goes again because it is absolutely shocking. Um, Dan, uh, Man City are unbeaten in 24 competitive games since the loss against Tottenham, two nil loss against Tottenham, um, in November. Uh, the, the, the loss against Spurs was the first time they trailed in the Premier League, um, fixed in a prem- Premier League fixture. Is it? does that prove it's vitally important that we get the first goal?
2: Yeah, it is. And I worry if we don't. If they get an early goal, it could be four or five. You know, they're that good and they really are. And I haven't seen their team yet. I've no idea who they've got, but um, playing. But I think that, you know, even without Aguero, De Bruyne and gondowan they are a very, very seriously good side. And I worry about Foden, you know. I worry about Sterling. I worry about Mahrez. All those players do well against us. Um, they've got a striker who I really don't rate. I honestly believe that uh, Gabriel Jesus and Anthony Martial are two of the most hyped-up centre-forwards in the league. I, I don't get 100%. what's so great about them. But, um, but he doesn't yeah. look like he's playing. Here we go. Edison in goal. Cancelo, who's done really well at right-back. Diaz, who's been signing of the, of the season. Stone, centre-half, he's probably been their best defender. Zinchenko's done really well for Fernandinho's back in. Gundogan starts. Bernardo oh. Silva, Riyad Mahrez, De Bruyne, you knew he was going to come back. Um, and he's been out for what four weeks and he's come back for this game and Sterling looks to be up front, very strong sides. I mean that front, look at that front lineup—that That is ridiculously hard to, to, to to stop, isn't it? So I think it is going to be, it's going to be very, very difficult today. And, you know, we'll come to predictions in a minute, but this, this is a hard one to predict. And I think with our team news, I was really confused about what we go with a front three. I didn't know who would be our front three. um, I didn't know what he was going to do with a centre-back partnership. <clears throat> so it was really hard to predict. I think with Pablo Marie coming in, him and Holding have been a really good partnership over the last yeah. um, few games that they've played together. So that fills me with a little bit of confidence. But when it comes to our midfield, unfortunately, it doesn't. I thought it would have been Elneny uh, playing today 100% because I don't expect to see him on Thursday. Um, but I thought Granit Xhaka might have played. Ne- uh, sorry, Danny Ceballos might have played next to him. Um, because I thought he would have gone with Chakra and Party on Thursday night if Party's back, so I'll be interested to see what happens there. But, um, yeah, Chakra and any that fills me with with nothing, but it might be the, the two that we need to hold. Um, for the likes of, of De Bruyne, was Foden in there? Did, they, did we see Foden in there, or is he not playing? No,
3: Foden's Foden's oh, right. on. That's good.
2: That's He's good. on the bench. That's good, that's good. He's been on, on fire. So.
3: You say that you you switch him, you know, you switch a Foden with a Bernardo Silva. And mm. you know that Bernardo Silva's just gonna pop balls in from anywhere and get they, in the, got the shots. Squad. They're, they've They've I, I, you know, I, I I'm like Trev. I hate talking, talking good of other teams, but you just can't, you can't slate Man City at the moment. Um, so, it, it's gonna be because
0: uh, uh, earlier in the season, Man City were were average, looking average best, weren't they? They had all them good players, and we're yeah. thinking. Have any
1: of you seen I'm... meme going around about uh, Peps run at Bayern Munich, Peps run at Barcelona, yeah, uh, by Arsenal? But listen,
2: long... Arteta's breaking all the wrong records, folks. It ain't going to happen today, <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs>
3: yeah, well...
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 follow, follow, follow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do think, though, I think that the, the fact that holding's come back in. With Murray, rather than you know a Gabrielle and a Holding or a Louise and and, and a Holding um, or a Gabrielle and a Murray, uh, I think I think Trev makes a very good point about partnerships. And Gabrielle and Louise have tended to play together. Holding and Murray have put so if he switched one of them, he's gone like both are in. And and I think we'll we'll see today what happens on Thursday. What I think he'll look at how we played Thursday. He'll look at you know even if we get a drab in, he'll look at. The partnership today, and it, and and I think that will be decided about Thursday. I, I think it'll be one or the other on Thursday. Is this the third, won't is, be is this the third
2: match. game that Lacazette hasn't played. Is he? Is he going then, or what? Oh, I think Lacazette <sighs> <going sighs> simply <clears> throat> throat> because um, it, who's going to buy
1: Abamyang? No disrespect to Abamyang, but he's on a long, he's on a, a three four year contract. It's a fortune, so he would be too expensive at his age to yeah. buy. I like mean really- I
2: would sell him. I would sell Lacazette, hundred percent. But yeah. it looks like cartet has decided to do that. Um well, because if you've got to sell him,
1: and the money we've saved with um, the Ozil's and, and all the other dead wood that we've got out of the squad, Haaland has got to be um, a top target for us. And listen, I I don't think we'll get him but that's <laughs> the title we need
2: in our squad. I, that Tyski is strong. I tell you that for uh, yeah, that Tyski is strong.
3: Haaland, <laughs> Haaland will, will be available Holland's the end
0: of the season. Never because <laughs> cause, cause he ain't staying there if they don't win anything this year and Marie <laughs> doing a demolition job it's lovely to see him.
1: apparently Harry, Harry Kane yeah. is linked to PSG and I'm just wondering what na, 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 is in French <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> probably I, <laughs> no no no, no, no.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> on, the, <laughs> um, on the subject of strikers I do th- I think Lacazette's not playing simply because a Banyang is better either in a free roll up top or coming in off the left. And at the moment, Smith Rowe, Saka, Erdegaard, Pepe are all playing better than, uh, than Aubameyang. So you cannot put Aubameyang in that three behind Lacazette. And if you talk about, you know, players being able to get into a position and get on the end of things, we saw against Leeds that if Aubameyang is turning the corner, then he's, he's much better to have in the side as a lone striker than, than, Lacazette is, especially when you've got the creativity behind. Um, So I think that's that's why Lacazette isn't starting, and I I think Arteta really wants to persist with Aubameyang because he is going to be be here for the next couple of years, right? So let's be honest, right? You make a
0: brilliant point there, but let's be honest: going on form over the last six months, should either Alba or Lacazette be in the side? No, No. we should be playing Martinelli up front in a central role.
3: I would love that and I tell you what, you know, people people have been slating him, I, I would still love to see at some stage unfortunately I, I doubt it's going to happen unless the league completely goes to, to, to kaput, I would love to see Eddie playing in, in front of Smith Rowe Erdegaard and Saka or you know Pepe Erdegaard or whoever, the, because Eddie is a player that constantly gets into positions, you know uh, and okay, sometimes he does. Uh, sorry, and
1: get and gets pushed out of those positions. <laughs> sometimes, but what
3: I'm saying is, is he he is that fox in the box player. And when you've got three players that are constantly creating stuff, he's the sort of striker that would feed off of that. Whereas when we've seen Eddie in the past this season, he's been playing in front of Willian, Jaka. Bloody El Nenny, He's been playing in front of you know, an Abamyang that's doing absolutely the, nothing Eddie's on the got left. Loads
2: of, Eddie's no, had no. loads of chances, I, I, man.
3: I, no, I get that, I get yeah. that, Dan. But he um, hasn't, totally. had a chance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Lacazette and Abamyang were not firing in the same side at the start of the season, right? So when Eddie was getting his chances, the whole team were not clicking. That's my point. I don't think. No, no I'm not like saying Eddie's going to be the next best thing. I, I, I'm, I'm way beyond that. But I just think that if Eddie's going to play, and ha- he has to play in front of those three, he has to play in the side that's doing well, not in front of Willian and uh, 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 Aubameyang that's doing nothing. Honestly, like...
1: <laughs> Apparently, Terry, yeah. he's drinking Red Monster. It's sugar-free. I'm water
3: at the moment. I'm drinking water at the moment. But
1: honestly, you know, has
3: only, only started scoring, you know, and looking better when those youngsters have come in. So that that's that's all I'm saying. But in in the summer we we're not getting Haaland. We're not getting Haaland. We might be out to Edouard, get an Edouard. Man. We might Edouard be out to get Dembélé is also a bloody top. You know he's a top striker. Moussa Dembélé. I, I would I would have him at the Arsenal. He he scores fun at he's, got, he's he's now at Atletico. Um, Marcus
2: Tiram, Steve. I'd give him a go, man. I like the yeah,
3: look of him. Yeah, is. Cracking, yeah, yeah. Uh, even if that, get our, oh, top,
0: top striker, from, from if we are right up there. We're right there because there's no doubting that we're our uh, boys, our young
2: put up Julian's comment? Julian's comment. Come on. Come
3: I can't on! Julian's been
2: uh, Julian's drinking <laughs> drinking the Red Monster Whoa. as well.
3: Honestly, <laughs> no. all I'm on saying, I, I, I don't think the kids, I don't think the kids, good enough uh, ultimately. But if he is going to come into the side to play, you have to play him with the rest of the team that are performing. You can't say Eddie, you know, Eddie's naff when he's playing behind Willie, you know, playing in front of William and an El and 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 an Abamyang that ain't firing because it's not it's not fair. It, I, I don't think it's a, it's a fair judgment. Just like Runison so writing good. off that guy oh, after yeah. <laughs> the drubbing from City. So if you <laughs> just
0: have a, in a minute and stop trying to dig yourself out of your soul. <laughs> son, you're going to pass out from lack of oxygen. Bye.
3: I'm all right. I'm all right.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, you went with four 0 I'm, I'm I'm taking it. You're assuming that Man City will keep another clean sheet because um, they've kept twenty two of them so far. Um, and the only other t- team in the top five European leagues um, you know, t- to do that. So you've gone 4 nil, City, are you?
0: No, you know I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm seriously going. I could have, but just before we move on to results, you know, my connection is awful this week, as it always is at the moment. But how do you feel about Odegaard making a brilliant side and improving the side around Odegaard? Then we lose him at the end of this season. We're back to square I, I one.
3: Think we'll I, hate I think will get him.
0: I hate it with a vengeance. I
3: think anyway, we'll get him. My
0: prediction for today: two 0 to the Arsenal. Two 0 to the nil. Arsenal, and Mister Erdogan is going to score, and then that will make our uh, mate <laughs> troll smile.
3: I think it will, it will more than smile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he here crack open the um, the the red monster. <laughs> um Mike in uh, in Boston has gone for 2-0 to City. Trules has gone for 1-0. Um Steve what are you going for?
3: 2-2. 2-2
1: at Desmond. Um Dan what are you going for? Another Carlsberg.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely having another few of them. But uh I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to agree with Boston Ozil, I'm going to go 2-0 Man City unfortunately. Oh, heathen.
1: <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say they are not going to keep a clean sheet I think we will score a goal um, Julian has gone for 2-2 two, two. I'm going to go for 3-1 unfortunately to City um, same as Terry uh, Terry we're, we're connected it must be, must be the beer that they <laughs> Terry, have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. the clueless.
0: clueless
1: Terry, was, Terry clueless. wasn't with us in that bar when we were drinking that beer in, in, in Norwood Crystal Palace was he? no he wasn't yeah he no. was he yeah. was, but he's in the Royal Standback because he didn't want to buy his round. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I remember him now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Short oh, arms, boys. long pockets.
1: <laughs> boys um i'll see some of you on zoom afterwards uh for all the rest of you thank you very much for joining us on the podcast it's an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans we've had more people follow us and join us on uh, youtube than facebook which is normally the other way around for us if i could ask you people in in um on youtube please subscribe to the channel uh it doesn't make any difference to us monetarily uh we just want to get to a thousand um because then that allows us to do stuff when we get back into the stadium again um if you're following us on Facebook, as Guns and Yellow Ribbons, Twitter, Guns and Ribbons, Instagram, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, and YouTube, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Dan, thanks very much. See you in a few minutes on the other side. Uh, Steve, are you joining us on the Zoom later?
3: Uh, yes, I think I will be today. Fine. But, okay. So why not?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Trev, we'll probably see you on the Zoom. No, nah, actually, he's a miserable bastard. He won't come on, will he? So. <laughs> More shots,
3: you're in, dropping off. <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: I, can't I can't concentrate. I can't concentrate. I can't concentrate watching on that Zoom thing. So, enjoy the game on Zoom. That's I'm going to be watching on the telly. Trev came, Trev came on
2: for about what, 20 seconds and he went, "No, nope, not for me. I just cancelled <laughs> it straight away." <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not I'm normally the same to be fair. I I love being in, like unless I'm with like actually with people. I like being in in my element, watching the football. So I completely, yeah, get I don't think completely. Up, mate.
2: I might have a go, yeah? Man, It thing is, right, What the best thing about it is you can, if you want, just jump on it to put it on mute and turn your camera off and just be there and then jump on when you want to. That's what most people <laughs> do so then you're
1: just involved there are certain people on there that will just be annoying the whole time so you might want to mute them um, <laughs> <laughs> guys uh yeah, have you have been listening to Arsenal uh, uh, guns and yellow ribbons enjoy the game only one last thing to say up the arse
0: oh. up the arsenal. you've been listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.